Why not? A queer podcast. Hi, everybody. I'm Rick Todd. <laughs> and I'm Jeremy Williams, and you're listening to Wine. Why not? A queer podcast. Episode 48. 49. 49. Oh, my goodness. Let me make an edit there. I was going to say 48 feels like I just said it, and that's probably because we did this like three days ago. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. This um, is our special, very special Christmas edition. Yes. Um, we uh, Because Christmas falls on a Monday this year, and we usually record these on Mondays, uh, we are recording early, so... You're listening on Monday, but it's actually three days since we recorded the last one. Yeah, it's well, it's like um, it's like Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve, according to Ross Geller. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that, but they record it early and they play it on Christmas or yeah. New Year's Eve. Uh, yeah, they record everything early, and then just uh, the countdown and the New Year's kiss is uh, uh, is live. It's like that Disney thing, right? When they, like Disney has a parade that they play on TV. Mm-hmm. On on Christmas Day, but it's recorded when it's like ass hot outside. So you just put on a sweater and sweat your ass off and be like, eh. "I'm assuming." The, I don't the know. magic of television. <laughs> I, if you remember, I, I told a story about this, I believe, a couple of weeks ago. But I auditioned for that parade at Disney when I was like eight years old, and I did not make it in. I had a hard time with my left and my right, knowing my left from my right. So it, I had to like, I learned how to walk like Mickey Mouse. Though. That was fun. Nice. But then they were like, "Okay, turn." turn to the right four times and then turn to the left four times. And I decided I'm just going to turn one direction eight times and I'll be half right. Did, how did you learn left and right when you were a kid? Did you ever learn with your fingers? No. Oh, that's how I, when I was a kid, you make an L with your hand and that's your left. Right. And if you make an L with this and it doesn't look like a proper L, then that's not your left. I would spend five minutes staring at those going, which one's the proper L? <laughs> Which I really would. And the, how I would convince myself is like I throw right handed. So I'd pretend like I was throwing a baseball because I played baseball. And I would do like this. And then I would go, wait a minute. And then I couldn't tell which way I threw. I was, I mean, it was, I was well into middle school, well into middle school before I realized um, how to tell my left from my right. I'm not sure you wanted to admit that one <laughs> I have to the, the audience. I have the power of editing, oh, that's I will edit true. that out. That That's just true. kidding. I, 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 who's going to take the time <laughs> to edit? <laughs> anyway, so happy holidays. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you, I'll say. Happy I know you Hanukkah celebrate. to your husband. Yes. He's Jewish. Yes. Look, I am. Yeah. I'm, that sounds like something I've heard Fran Drescher say, so I'm going to say that's probably Jewish. Fran Drescher and Tevia. Tevia sings a whole song about it. Tevia? He's the lead character in um, Fiddler on the Roof. You may know that had you had stayed for the entire production of Fiddler on the Roof. Did they not say it in the first half? <laughs> I may or may not have slept through part of that. I w- when, when Fiddler on the Roof came through and we had tickets, I was exa- I don't remember what had happened that day, but I was exhausted by the time we got to the theater. I will say, you were pretty much like, I'm leaving at intermission, but you didn't run out of there like you did at Hades Town. <laughs> Oh my God! I know, unpopular opinion. I did not like Hades Town. It's a it's a different. You know, sometimes with when Broadway is like, or when there's a Broadway show, and it's like we're gonna do a certain style of yeah. music. You've got to really like that style of music. If you don't, I mean, lucky for me, I like most live music, so it, yeah. it wasn't a problem for me. And there's one song in there that I absolutely love, and it's probably the one that you absolutely hate. But if you're not into bluesy jazz. 
Yeah. Um, it's and or like if you if you just kind of like bluesy jazz, but you really don't like you know mythology, it's not your show. See, here's the thing: I actually enjoy jazz and I enjoy mythology. I just don't need the two together. <laughs> <laughs> I love ice cream and I love pizza. I don't need. I don't need an ice, ice cream, cream pizza. pizza. <laughs> oh, that sounds good. I don't need pizza ice cream. That yeah. sounds bad. I don't need ice cream as a topping on my. Right. I would like vanilla ice cream with extra cheese, pepperoni, and mushrooms. Yeah. Um, so, um, obviously, since we're recording three days after the last one, I don't think we're going to have a whole lot to talk about how our week went. There's cause... not a lot to talk about our week, but I will say this. Yes. Uh, I I went to, I you know, Dylan's in St. Pete. I'm in Orlando. We know I'm all here. Uh, oh, I'm that's here. right. You did something yeah, the last uh, three days. I'm here training. Um, we, we have a new office assistant, and I'm very excited about their progress, and I think this is going to work out great. Um, but while I'm here, I'm here for like a month solid um, during training to get them up and running. Uh, and yesterday was Dylan's birthday, uh, and he graciously decided to meet me in Lakeland. Um, so we went to Bonefish in Lakeland rather than me drive all the way to St. Yeah. Pete. As a, per- in a, as a perfect metaphor for marriage, you guys met halfway. Yeah, yeah. Well, we compromised. <laughs> Every day. No, I'm just kidding. We have a fantastic marriage. I love him. Um, so on the way back, um, <laughs> okay, first of all, on the way there, I love my roommate to death. I love her. She's yeah. wonderful. Um, but I have this problem, right, where I'll take a nap, and if I wake up before I fully napped, then I'm just I'm, I'm unbearable. Yeah. And then when I'm hungry, I'm the kind of person that gets hangry. I do. I know it. Everybody else does. They try to throw snicker bars at me when I get angry. <laughs> and... Um, so here, so that's just setting the stage and we're driving there at like five 30 in the afternoon, which on I four at five 30 in the afternoon is torture. It's yeah. bumper to bumper all the way. It's basically a parking lot. So I'm listening, <laughs> I put it on music and it's like slow music and Jen's like, it's going to put me to sleep. And I'm like, go ahead, sleep. But she didn't cause she knew all the songs and she knew all the words to the songs. 90% of the words to the songs or at the right time. So it was like a half a step behind sometimes, but she was singing along to every song and it was just, <laughs> it was so hard for me to get through it. But you know, um, it's just because it was low and I didn't want to put it on too loud. Yeah. And so the, the notes just weren't there and they were all over the place. Uh-huh. And it was like falsetto uh, for half of a word and like deep for the other half. And it, oh, it was hilarious. It was kind of cracking me up. We were listening to um, um, Mamas and the Papas, you oh, know, yeah. um, California Dreamin'. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I know of it. California, California <laughs> Dreamin'. Oh, oh, yeah. She's going to listen to this and be so mad at me. Uh, I hope that she doesn't listen to this until after we open presents on Christmas. Otherwise, yeah. she'll take them away from me. Oh. But she's wonderful. And I, but So we, we on the way out there, that's what it was. And it was like a long hour and a half drive just to get to Lakeland. So when we got back in the car to come back, um, I was like, let's listen to the podcast. <laughs> so we did. And I realized oh, something. Yes. Holy I was gonna, shit. You have this in the script. So I was we like, oh, we owe have- everyone a huge apology. Says, Housekeeping measures. Apologize for last issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so sorry about the last episode, y'all. We sit here in this room and we'll blame it on the fact that we didn't have Wi-Fi and Jeremy had to yell for Caitlin yeah, to look things typically, up. Typically, Caitlin usually sits in with us. She's on vacation, so she's not in with today. So we can talk. Who all approved this- that? We can take off. Well. <laughs> vacation sure someone did um so we can talk all the shit we want because she's probably not listening because she's on vacations but um uh typically i'll if we have a question we'll look it up on is, our laptop is that why it's so clean in here 
I don't. Well, I think you mentioned earlier you hired a, a oh he cleaned uh, they, they, they clean up they real came well. in and cleaned up. I, the other day I came in and uh, they were wiping the refrigerator down and I was like, what is, what are you doing? Are you cleaning? <laughs> the first time it's so ever clean in the here. refrigerator got wiped um, down. No, I just there's like one less person in here, so yeah, there's one, one less, less wire. wire and all that. Yeah. Um, but uh, so she was because we are we had an issue with our router, so we haven't had Wi-Fi in the office uh, for a few days. And uh, so she was doing all my Googling for me. And uh, so I would, she would give me the answer, and we didn't realize. We she, could hear her. We heard her fine. She did not have a microphone. So no one listening heard her. All they heard were dead silences as we waited patiently for her to Google. And I, I mean, I feel bad about it because then we'd be talking, and all of a sudden we'd stop because she would find an answer to something we were, we were asking her to look up. And then um, you wouldn't get the answer. But we yeah. didn't know it. We, so, she would tell us the answer, and we, not thinking you couldn't hear her, we did not repeat the answer that right. she found. And so you got nothing but dead space, and it happened over and over again. Um, so we, we just won't talk to Caitlin anymore. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll give her a microphone. Or we'll get her a microphone. You know, because but until then, it's we nice won't to have talk to her it's nice until, to have her here yeah. to 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 look things up. But so you didn't get to hear the things. Like for one, one of the questions was how old was Joey McIntyre in like 1989? 17. 17. Um, but we were just thanks like, for hanging out for a week before yeah. you found out the answer. All we did, all we did, she said he, he was 17 and went, oh okay, good, and then moved on. <laughs> but the worst was like how much Taff weighed when when he got stuck in the bathtub. So mm. we're sitting there and we're talking and then she's like, oh, I have it. And then we just stop talking. And we stare at her. And then there's nothing for like 10, 15 seconds. And then we both go, oh, well, we'll just let that sit right there. And you guys must be like, let what sit? Where? Yeah. So if, for those who didn't hear it, um, the long pause was probably because we realized while I am an inch taller than Taff. Taff and I are the same weight. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm sure you heard, you because Caitlin didn't tell the story I did, you heard the story of me feeling like a manatee stuck in a bathtub, <laughs> but you probably didn't have the context for it. It's because <laughs> I am the same size as former President Taft. You know, I was listening to that, and I did laugh a lot when you were like, when you said you get in the bathtub, and you have four zero-year-old <laughs> marine biologists sitting next to you. <laughs> Um, anyway, we're going into a new year, and one of my um, New Year's resolutions, as it is every year, is to get healthy and lose some weight. We'll see if that... Don't laugh. I heard I the snickering coming. Um, we'll see if that resolution sticks. I just want you to know that I wasn't laughing. My face made a sound. I don't know why it did, but I wasn't laughing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's so difficult. It is. when you. It, it's not... If You know what? If, you, if you're trying to lose five pounds, you can lose five pounds. That's nothing. But when you're when you're trying to make an entire lifestyle change, it's really hard. Yeah, and you know it's because you got to do all of it. You got to um, get And we'll talk about this uh, in one of the things we're going to talk about. But uh, I'm not looking to lose five pounds. I'm looking to pull a George Santos. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I don't know. I, I really can't wait to find out the context of that statement. <laughs> I will. Throw I don't think I, a lot of people. I don't want people to wait around for an hour. George Santos went on Ozempic and lost a hundred pounds. He um, claims. I was thinking like Lindsey Graham. Oh, would pull a George Santos. <laughs> I'm sure Lindsey Graham did pull a George Santos. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> don't sue us. Lady G got a hold of a George Santos. Um, but I, uh, one of the things, I have a doctor's appointment in January to start 2024 off. And one of the things I'm going to talk to my uh, doctor about is uh, seeing if uh, the good old VA will, will foot the bill for some Ozempic for me. So we'll see. 
fingers crossed my sugars are elevated. So I, can- <laughs> I know. You know what it's like? Uh, it's like when the housing crisis hit and I had a house and it was way upside down. I mean, it was way overpriced to begin with. I bought it like a month before the market crashed. Mm. And then it was like, oh, this house that you spent $200,000 on is actually worth $9,000. Something ridiculous. And um, so people were like, listen, you can get assistance. All you have to do is stop paying your mortgage and then they'll refinance it and they'll help you. Well, that wasn't the case, but it's kind of like that. It's like, yeah. well, let me like I'm close. I'm close to my sugars being at the right level to get it. So yeah. do I just do I eat a pie on my way <laughs> to get the blood work done so that I can get the Ozempic? When I get the blood work done, it definitely will be fasting blood work. I promise. It won't be. I'm going to eat a chocolate cake and go I feel like we should do some sort in. of a, like, not a competition, because competitions aren't really healthy. Yeah, but we've done of, those here before. Yeah, but yeah. we should do something where it's like, you know, let's let's drive and we'll have milestones, and then you get rewarded something, you know? I don't know. Yeah. Like, we'll do it. If we do it and it all works out, then we can have a celebrity on the show. Ooh. And Betty whoever, Buckley. Whoever lost the most weight gets to pick the celebrity. <gasps> Ooh. All I'm saying is Andy Cohen better hope I don't win. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe we will bring like, him on. You better hope I don't win because <laughs> now I kind of want to bring on Andy Cohen. Um, yeah, Andy Cohen. So we decided to do some things yes. differently. Well, not differently. We just want to have a little little, little holiday cheer. A little cheer. celebratory holiday cheer. Yes. Yeah, a little celebratory holiday cheer. So what is it that you are doing All for right. that? So um, I, uh, about 20 years ago, uh, when I was in the military, uh, I had uh, a buddy of mine and, and me had gone uh, skiing. I was stationed in Italy. Um, very gracious to, for the government to foot the bill for me to live in Europe for two years. And I had never been skiing. So he took me skiing. God, Europe, Ozempic. What else are they going to do for you? I know, right? <laughs> they fixed my teeth. Um, so um, uh, I had never been skiing before. So we were out there and it was freezing, obviously, because it needs to be when you, when you, uh, when you go skiing. So uh, we went in the, the little ski lodge there, and uh, he introduced me to mold wine, which is basically a, a hot spiced uh, red wine, um, which I fell in love with. So I decided to celebrate uh, the holiday. Uh, I made my own little crock pot of mold wine, um, cook it in my office. Um, I believe in prison they call it toilet wine. <laughs> um, it was toilet wine style. It doesn't sound appetizing it is actually very why is it called mold i think because everything just kind of molds together in the pot oh, i don't it's, know it's mole or mold mole oh am i not saying that properly me and uh bubba actually had this conversation um and they were saying uh they call it mold wine as a joke but it's mold m-u-l-l-e-d mold oh got it so it's all kind of mold together but like it's got... richard mole yeah Duh. Um, oh, he died, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. Uh, that'll happen to us all. How do you um, So it's got, <laughs> it's got spices. <laughs> it's got um, cranberries, orange. There's different recipes. People put different fruits. But it's basically hot, spiced up uh, wine with fruit in it. And uh, so I'm ladling it out with a little glass into my mug here and um, sipping on that. Uh, I got unsweetened cranberry juice to put into it. Are you regretting that? Um, 
I probably it, the, the recipe called for unsweetened, but I probably should have gone the sweetened because it's very well. If you want your blood work to come out the I way know, you right? want, <laughs> um, it's just very dry, and I feel like a hot spiced wine should have a little bit of sweetness to it. So I might, mm. I might Splenda. roll back and grab a Splenda and pop it in there in a second. But it's good. But it, for the holidays, you also are indulging I in a am. little bit of a holiday drink. I am. I'm. I'm actually taking a risk here and mm. just doing something for fun. Uh, see, I I'm not sure how eggnog is made. Sure, but I've never I never had it because in my mind it's raw eggs. Yeah, and I know it's not, but it is. So it's like how you know I guess they make it by pouring hot. This is not sound appetizing. They pour hot um, heavy cream into cold eggs as they're whipping it, and the heat from the cream makes the eggs cook. Oh. And then that's what it is. And it sounds disgusting to me, but I wanted to do something fun. Have you never had eggnog before? I don't know. I don't remember. I love eggnog. So anyway, I got this, which is kind of funny because, you know, I'm an alcoholic. So, of course, I pick, you know, Southern Comfort vanilla spiced eggnog. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do see now, I did not see this earlier, but I do see now that it's non-alcoholic. So. Yes. yes. So I don't have to call my sponsor when this is over. I mean, you still can. You just won't have to call him because you had a drink. <laughs> and call him and wish him a Merry Christmas if he'd like. If I called my sponsor, he would probably fall on the floor. Like, oh, my God. Or he, like, he'd wonder what was wrong. I haven't called him. It's been 84 years. I, I don't think I've ever called him. Oh, It's got nothing to do. I don't need to pour a whole glass of this. I mean, it's I would so taste it thick. first. It is very thick. Why is it so thick? Why is it Why spicy? Is it spicy? <laughs> um, because it's eggs and cream. <laughs> oh, God. What it's good, you... though. It's delicious. Try it right now. Take a sip. What is it supposed to taste like? Is it going to be like a like a cold, like a, sh- like a shake without the ice cream? Kind of like a melted milkshake, yeah. Okay. Here it goes. Yeah. Come okay, on. Okay, here it goes. I mean. Drum roll. We're about to get dead air. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, Caitlin? Huh? Um. There you go. Took a sip. Oh, that's delicious. Right? Yeah. I mean, it still creeps me out a little, but it's really good. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. It, yeah, it's like a melted milkshake. Yeah. It's it's delicious. I love eggnog. Talk amongst yourself. Now, um, not to entice you, but you throw a little rum or brandy in that, and that is a damn fine drink. That's what I hear. <laughs> is, are we you sure don't. this is not alcoholic? Nah, we'll find yes. out. Yes. Uh, I mean, I can read it. The box says non-alcoholic. But then again, um, um, uh, products in a capitalist society have lied to me before. So, Well, and when you get like non-alcoholic beer, it doesn't mm-hmm. always have something in it. Does it, it? This is just spicy enough that it tastes like it's got that kick. Non-alcoholic beer is like decaffeinated coffee to me. I would never touch it. <laughs> I know you drink decaf coffee, and I'm sure as I get older, I'm going to have to go to decaf because I don't think my body can handle caffeine anymore. But, you know, I will push it's through. It's probably not that it can't handle caffeine. It just can't handle it in the numbers at which that you're is pushing true. through. That is true. Like, you could probably have a cup of coffee in the morning, but then throughout the day when you're like, I just want the taste of coffee, drink decaf throughout yeah. the day. Yeah. Um, I, well, I mentioned this in the last uh, episode, unless uh, I had mentioned it to Caitlin and it just didn't get picked up in the <laughs> microphone. Um, uh, at, at night, I've started substituting, because I drink coffee yes. at night, too. I've started substituting it out with warm milk, but with the creamer and the Splenda in it. And it's it it, 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 it works the same way. It's just that warm feeling, I think, that I need inside. My car companion last night told me that that sounds disgusting. <laughs> uh, 
Much like your eggnog, don't knock it till you try it. That's true. I did yeah. say that that I said you thought that pineapple casserole sounded disgusting too. Yeah, and it wasn't bad. I mean, I'm not going to make it and have it again, but it wasn't bad. Is that still in the refrigerator, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it is. Talk amongst yourselves. No, nah, no, nah, it's gone. Yay. Somebody cleaned it. Nah, that, that was Bubba. me. I took it oh, home. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. I probably took it home um, when we hired Bubba because I didn't want them to come into the office and I'm, think that we were pigs. What kind of disgusting place have I started <laughs> yeah. working? I quit. Um, well, that's, so that's fun. Um, I did one other thing for the yes. holidays, and that is that I, I bought you a Christmas present. And one of my favorite I things- I saw that. I know. I know. I, it's, not a, it's not an exchange. It's not a, it's not a tit for tat. Mm-hmm. I, um, <laughs> As you grab the like, Yeah, that's a little something extra for the people watching on the video. <laughs> Um, that's that patreon stuff <laughs> I'm, I'm auditioning some only fans material you like it <laughs> so uh but one of my favorite things that they would do on my favorite murder which is like the the, the queen bee of podcast that i yeah. listen to is that they would exchange they exchange gifts and it was just fun and it's you know um but i'm gonna be like that character on saturday night live the last one that um that Kate McKinnon was in, yeah, and I'll be like, it's it's terrible. I'm I'm a horrible human being. Don't open it. You're not you're not gonna like it. You're gonna hate it. It's not much, but I just wanted you to open it on on here because right, I thought it'd sure. be fun. Um, so yes, I oh that's heavy. Um, I definitely um do not like um getting gifts um when I have not in return gotten someone's gift unless it's like oh my I hate birthday. that right. Uh, it's like my birthday, and it's like I'm not gonna get everybody who got me a birthday gift a gift. Um. So you will be getting something. You gave me the gift of eggnog. I did, um, and I will. I give mean, you, you told me about it. I will so. get you something else. Um, well, no, there's a I specific also, reason for this. I so. want to give a shout out to uh, Andreas, um, who's a friend uh, of uh, of Watermark and a friend of mine. He's my and movie, Dorothy. He's my movie going buddy. He is a friend of Dorothy, <laughs> aren't we all? Um, he's my movie going buddy, and uh, he went. Uh, him and his partner went to um, Puerto Rico for the holidays, and he messaged me before they left the other day or a week ago, and uh, he said, uh, I need your address because I got you something, and I'm going to mail it to you because I'm leaving for the airport tomorrow. So I was like, oh, no, I didn't know we were doing gift exchange. So uh, something, I am will be getting something for Andreas, and I will be getting something for you. I am the type of person. What did he get you? Um, he got me a Lego set. He oh, got me nice. the Lego um, uh, succulents, the, the cactus and cacti. Oh. Um, he said, I wanted to get you something Lego because I know you like Lego, but I wanted to get you something elegant for your office. So I was like, oh, all right. So it'll be some nice, and Lord knows you that don't I, often hear those words together. Lego and nice, <laughs> elegant. Oh, <laughs> there is an entire botanical collection that is elegant. Um, so something will be coming for both of you all separate. You're not going to get it, like a joint gift. That would be weird. Wouldn't it be? Especially if it was like a mattress. <laughs> uh, cards against friends. It's like cards against humanity, but for friends. Oh, there you are. Right but there. not like friends, like the TV show Friends. The fr- yes. It's like it's not like cards against. I thought it would be really fun if you opened it up and we gave a couple examples yeah. of, okay. of things. So we'll put like a card down, like, and then we'll both pick a thing to go with it okay. and see what it's like. Because this could be fun. It it could be fun or it could be extremely boring, but it will be better than the we, dead space. We will only do one card. Caitlin. <laughs> Bubba, um, there's trash in here. Okay, so my hero I, While you're looking that up, I just want to tell you that this is the gift I was telling you about that I ordered um, online. Oh, And yes. then I wasn't sure 
if it and I'm going to tell this whole story because yeah. this isn't going to be available. We say it's going to be available on Christmas, but we don't know how this station works. Yeah. It may not be available until next Friday. It might not be working. Till right? Who Monday. knows? We're just going to send it today. Ooh, I hope it doesn't go up early though. Yeah, just because put if a it note does, in there. if it does, then Jen's going to know what I got her. But I bought. I, I I saw that on Facebook, so I wanted to get that for you because I know that you love Friends. I do, and I thought it would be funny or fun. And then while I was getting it, it said. There's also Cards Against Potter, which is for Harry Potter fans. And I thought, ooh, that might be fun. And then as soon as I I bought those, I thought, wait a minute, is this a legitimate company? So then I started looking it up, and like everything was saying that this wasn't legitimate and that I was never going to get these cards. And then I read a review that somebody said about Cards Against Potter, and it was a woman who said that she bought it for her son, but it didn't have any, any warning labels on it and that it was full of smut and and there's friend smut i hope so but like i got excited when when i was like oh my god it's dirty harry potter like please Uh. Uh, dirty harry potter (laughs) so i uh i got excited about it and then i was like oh i hope they come and i had no idea if they would i got the harry potter ones right away those just came like two days ago oh wow um i I remember when you were telling me you didn't tell me specifically what the gift was because it was for Um, you (laughs) yeah and then i had told you that i too purchased um vinyl records from a questionable company and mine did not come Mm. and when i filed a complaint uh, they said, give it a few more days. And then after a few more days, I emailed them again. And it kicked back and it said, this email address does not exist anymore. Aww. And the company was gone. They just wanted you to give them a few days to get out of yeah. town. <laughs> um, so I called my bank. And my bank said, yeah, we've heard we've gotten several calls about this company because they advertise on Facebook. And they gave me my money back. Oh, wow. So take that, you record thieves. Well, what do they okay, care? So they got your money. How work? I don't know. I assume it works like. Cards Against Humanity. Just pull one out and see what it says. I remember if I've played that before. Really? I don't know. What, is it? what does that say? Okay, it says, Monica banned Ross from her apartment after he brought... Okay, so, so that's the that's the card. Now we now okay. we each get a, a couple of white cards. Oh, okay. And our goal is to finish that with something that we think is funny. Oh, that's, that's fun. There's some cards for you. Okay. So... I gave you a stack. You probably aren't going to want to shuffle through all of them. So while you're looking, I'll okay. read the card again, and yes. then you entertain people while I look, <laughs> so okay. that we don't have Caitlin dead space. Okay. Um, yeah, read that back out. Okay. Monica banned Ross from her apartment after he brought blank. Okay. I already have my answer. Is it? Oh. <laughs> my. God. All right. After he brought- uh, Yeah. Monica banned Ross from her apartment after he brought blank. Oh, goodness. So I, I will say that. while he's shuffling through that, there is a lovely, um, what do they call that? We had one of these people who draw photos like this, uh, pictures like this at a holiday party we did. Caricature. Oh, we did. It There's was a really cute. It was ca- Lars. Caricature of the, the six cast members on the back of each card. And I love it. Okay. I'm going to go with this. Even though, okay. by the way, I just reading these cards. They are dirty. Ooh, I love it. And only some of them seem to relate to the show. Oh, interesting. All right. So, All right, so go ahead and read yours. All right. Monica banned Ross from her apartment after he brought the fat Sputnik costume. Yep. Sounds about right. Mine is Monica banned Ross from her apartment after he brought Ross Geller. <laughs> she does not like him. So here are a couple of mine, and I don't know if these relate. Yeah. A really big tongue. A that, really big tongue? Is that from an episode? I don't. It doesn't ring a bell to me. No. Giant asses. 
<laughs> something. Yes, there is giant asses in one of the episode where Rachel, I believe, says something about giant asses. Blonde bitch. Um, blonde bitch, I believe, might be Phoebe. <laughs> um. All right, and there, that's the hungry or horny. Oh yeah, I don't know. Intimate hugs from Hugsy. Oh, I know Hugsy's in there, but I don't know. Maybe Joey mentions about giving intimate hugs to Hugsy. I don't know. I don't oh, know. so Hugsy is his his uh, penguin time. Oh, okay. Pal. Um, some of the one that I got that are friends related, worrying about the weenus, um, <laughs> which is where uh, Chandler works with one of those Chandler Chandler's hottie Santa costume. Um, Joey's special tailor technique for those who haven't seen the show. Oh, that's where his lift, tailor slides his hand uh, up the inner seam and cups, and then shifts it to the next side and does uh, does the other side. Um, he he fondles them basically. Um, watching dinosaur porn that that feels like that's a combination of Chandler watching shark porn and Ross being into dinosaurs. Um, the intimate ballad about two lobsters. That sounds more like that movie we saw, <laughs> Janice. So awesome! Thank you so much. This oh, you're is, welcome. Uh, delightful. I thought it'd be fun, and uh, we will definitely bust these out next time we have Caitlin looking up something so we have something <laughs> to talk about. Yeah, we'll we'll just have them here <laughs> as like a last resort. It's like we have nothing to talk about, so we will bust out the cards against friends. You know, someone suggested to me that we do this show live as part of the Orlando Fringe Festival hmm. that we enter a competition. And maybe we'll just, this is what we'll do, is we'll play Cards Against Friends with the audience while we... That sounds so exciting. Um, it, sounds like, it sounds like a French show. Um, so real quick, because we were, uh, before we started the show, we were uh, adjusting our cameras um, and the angle that I have mine at. It looked very familiar, and I'm starting to realize the angle that I have, what angle this is. This is the... Um, Who's the guy who died? The Republican um, uh, Rush Limbaugh. This is oh. the Rush Limbaugh angle that I'm on. Oh, no. It's like the perfect frame, looking down, guts hanging out over your shirt. Where do you hide your pills? They're underneath me. <laughs> I'm kidding. They're all inside me right now. Wait, you mean the... Um, the camera angle from you, his show? You mean like the, the Medal of Honor winner or whatever, the national... What did he get? The, oh, what did, he got the... Um, Oh Lord, the the highest honor for a civilian, uh, the Medal of Freedom. No, the Medal of Honor. Medal of Freedom. I don't know. I don't know. It's not important. Doesn't mean anything now. Wasn't real anyway. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, one other quick thing, because uh, I didn't have much to talk about this week. Um. Although we've already reached our max for that, so that we we did very well. I just want to mention this one article that I read today from we, the New York Times. We don't have time limits. <laughs> <laughs> um that uh, I thought was really interesting is the New York Times put out an article, I think it was yesterday, it might have been today, um, on how much money they think the McAllisters from Home Alone made based oh, on, I thought that was interesting. So I wanted to give you a, a, a guess. Now this was based on housing costs in 1990 um, when the movie took place and cost of living in Chicago. They talked to some financial people about how much money based on what they saw and the things that they did, how much they think that they made. And I will tell you now that it was found that they were in, they were a one percenter. They were a one percenter family. Oh, really? Um, even in 1990? Even in 1990. They were what would it be It was a the, big house. Yeah, and it was in Chicago. They kept emphasizing, apparently Chicago has a very high cost of living. Chicago. 
Um, but I will say it's under a million dollars the annual salary they came up or annual income. But what do you think the McAllisters made annually? Um, annually together, and we're talking about today's dollars. Did she work? According to them, I thought this was fascinating the way they broke this down. They claimed both of them worked because I guess in in one of them they mentioned something about um, paying for daycare, implying that they both worked. Um, but they never mentioned their jobs. But um, they said that it was it. They believe that she may have been in fashion of some kind, because there were mannequins all throughout the house. When he goes in the basement, mm. there's mannequins everywhere, and he uses one in the when he's faking the holiday party. So they assume she's in fashion of some kind. All right. And they assumed he was a businessman. So if I was to say I thought they would have made. Um, you know, $200,000 in 1990. Yeah. I need to jump that yeah, out. Yeah, adjust to that I... to, to 2022 <clears throat> numbers. All right. I'm going to say that that they probably made three fifty dollars a piece, so I'm going to go with uh, 700000 Oh, very nice. Right in the middle. It They they estimated they made a total household income of somewhere between 665000 and 730000 Oh, wow. A year. Um, so these rich folks. I, is it surprising to you that that is a 1% or salary? A little bit. When they say one one percenter, I assume a, multi-millions. Yeah, you're making millions. But apparently, ninety nine percent of um, of Americans make under that. I'm just <clears throat> curious what Home Alone made on Rotten Tomatoes. It made a boy scream. <laughs> oh, wow! Sixty six percent from critics. At 80, 80% on, oh. I feel like the numbers should be higher. Yeah. It's a I classic. Mean, you know what? If it if, if if Rotten Tomatoes existed when it came out, it would be higher. Well, no. They go back and they pull um, – there's fewer reviewers back then. Oh, it was just newspapers. so they pull old reviews. But they reviews. aggregate old movie reviews, yeah. Uh, but if you look, there's 116 reviews. And I'm sure a bunch of those, if you scroll down to the actual read the actual reviews um, – they list the reviews, and a lot of them, they'll have, like, people who have new websites. They'll go back and revisit movies and, and review them. Um, like, you'll see, the, those are the review dates, 2023. Oh, my God. Know. That's rude. Toronto star, A. The problem with Home Alone, A. Writer-producer John Hughes' latest movie is that it isn't funny, A. <laughs> he died. Why would they say such harsh things? Um, so, yeah, so... I am surprised by that. I thought it was more of a beloved movie. Wow, from the St. Louis Post. Home Alone isn't high art, but it's a swell gift to the movie-going families. I th- well, you know what? I was a kid when it came out, and I thought it was delightful. Yeah, I loved it. The whole fa- I remember the whole family going to see that. In I'm the sorry. Theaters. Now I need to know what they thought of E.T. Uh, that's the second one right there. E.T., The Extraterrestrial, 1982, and... Mm, Critics, 99%. Audience is 72%. That surprises me, the audience. What happened to this guy's career? Do we even know who this is? Uh, I have no idea. The 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 older brother in ET. Yeah, the older brother. About. The obviously, other two became went on to f- f- more fame. Yeah, uh, obviously uh, everybody knows Drew Barrymore and then from the, talk show fame. Yeah, uh, and some movies. She did a couple of movies. <laughs> she did a couple of movies. Uh, and then the guy, he's actually in um, those uh, Mike Flanagan shows, the horror shows on uh, on Netflix. He's in uh, ha- Haunted House on Haunted Hill or whatever it is. The new one, House of Usher. He's in that. Um, oh really? He yeah. was in um, the uh, Legends of the Fall. 
Oh, very nice. Yeah. Basically, the movie that you watch just to see how gorgeous Brad Pitt can be. I mean, I'm sure he looks he looks fine now. He's a little older, but uh, Brad Pitt from the 90s? Thelma and Louise Brad Pitt? Oh, Interview with a Vampire Brad Pitt? I'm pretty sure that made me come out to my mama. Mm. That, that scene, made something uh, come out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, <laughs> ma. <laughs> So uh, do you have uh, plans for the holidays? I'm going to go up to Georgia. Um, I figured um, for all of the inappropriate comments I made on this podcast, I will apologize to my mother in person. (laughs) To pick up your lump of coal in person. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to drive up there this weekend. Uh, Probably Friday. Tomorrow's a half day at work for us. So um, after work, I'll probably drive up there. And then uh, I'll hang out until Christmas afternoon. Drive are back. you are you working tomorrow, or are you part of the seventy five percent of the company that put in for the half day off? I was actually going to put in to take the half day off, but then I went and booked an interview to chat mm. with some folks tomorrow. So um, I am going to be working and chatting with some lovely opera singers who are coming to uh, town in January uh, for Opera Orlando's Frida, which is a Frida Kahlo opera. Oh, nice! Which Maybe I'll, I'll try to score some tickets, and we'll go see that, and we'll talk about that on the show. My uncle-in-law? Yes. Is that, a, is that a term? It sure is. My uncle-in-law? Is that a... Wait, is that a... Um, a, U, a UIL? A pibbling-in-law? No, that's a... Um, oh, crap. It's a what par- was it's that? It's a parent-sibling. It's a pibbling. Excuse me. <laughs> 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 how's, um, that, how's that wine working out? It's, over it's there? all right. It's all right. Um, Isn't that a piddling? <laughs> <laughs> that's how I agree. Um, yeah, that sounds about right. So you're piddling in law. Um, he would be so proud to hear that we're going to an opera. He oh, loves nice. the opera. He loves the opera. Uh, I would like to go with him and see, like, you know, opera. I've only been to one, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. And I think the problem is, is that it was in English. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty. This is going to be in English and Spanish. I myself have only been to one opera, and I, um, it was not good because, I mean, all throughout it, this phantom kept interrupting it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then the shoddy, the shoddy worksmanship of the inside of that theater. I Uh, mean, the the chandelier fell on us. Almost Uh, hit me. Bastards. Uh, Good angel of music, though. Mm hmm. The best angel of music. <laughs> we anyway. missed that show. She just performed. She at, did. At, you know the... who didn't miss the show? We'll bring him on as a guest speaker next month. Uh, my brother, because she was up in Jacksonville also. My brother oh. took his wife um, as part of their anniversary, I think. Was it their anniversary? They celebrated something. I don't know. Maybe he was just trying to be romantic or something. But he took her to see it. Was it good? Did they say it was good? Um, I haven't talked to him since then, but I'll I'll uh, I'll, I'll get uh, info this weekend. But they had photos, and they looked like they were having a wonderful time. Okay, yeah. Oh, so they're the kind that pulls out their camera during a show and takes whatever photos they want. Oh, did I not <laughs> tell you he's married to La- Lauren Boebert? <laughs> um, you know, I I'm pretty sure they tell you for candlelight not to take photos. Yeah, people are recording, taking photos, and I just I mean, just want to be that person, like. At one point, I just almost put my chin on the guy's shoulder in front of me and just looked at his camera <laughs> like to make him uncomfortable. I like, oh, I'm sorry. I was just watching the show. would be uncomfortable. No people have shame these days, particularly in theaters. We talked about this um, over the summer uh, with Barbenheimer. I went and saw both, not at the same time. I went oh, and saw Barbie and Oppenheimer, and people were taking selfies with the screen during the movie. What is that about? That's so stupid. They got to they show that they were part of the Bar- Barbenheimer 
frenzy. Remember that family at Cirque du Soleil? <laughs> the loud one? <laughs> they were so awful. Ugh. Don't take your kids to a show if you can't control them. How do you deal with this since it's the holidays? Because um, this popped up, you know, talking about things that we did or didn't do and yeah. how we're on time, but now I'm going to go over time. I yeah, we're still at 99%. I almost got into, I had road rage severely. <gasps> oh my God, yes, you were telling me about this. Driving through a parking lot of any major store in the, for this week or you know the beginning of, or like the weekend the beginning of next week is I just need to not do it. There was not enough blood pressure medication to get me through it. I just don't understand the what um, I call it like arrogance, right? For people to be like I am way more important than you. I need to to drive on the sidewalk to get in front of you. Because where I have to go is more important than where mm-hmm. you have to go. And I, I made me crazy. And I refused. I resigned myself to this. I have a brand new car that I love to death. And I said, this person's going to hit my car because I'm going to stick my car. I'm going to keep driving. And if they're going to hit me, they're going to hit me. And I know, yes, in my 12-step program, and my sponsor would be like, just let them in. You'll be happier in life. It's not like you're going to call and ask? No. Yeah. <laughs> Why start now? So I just... <laughs> So I just didn't, and man, they came so close to hitting me, but Ooh. they didn't, and then they were mad, and I was like, hey. Now, when you were telling me this call, because you just got a brand new electric car, um, which I refuse to buy anything big and brand new and that expensive, because I would be paranoid on the road, um, but then the guy was also, you said he was in a BMW, so you got two guys who paid paid some money for their cars, um, just, just taking a pissing contest on the road. I love I it. I know. It sounds stupid, right? But I won, no. so it was awesome. I love I was telling you, uh, as long as I'm not involved in it, I love watching two people have road rage with each other to see who can push it the furthest. It amuses me. As long as my body is not put in danger, I love to watch it from afar. Yeah. And congratulations on winning that. And suck it, Beamer. <laughs> suck it, Beamer. I think we got our title already. Yeah. All right. So... We decided to do things a little differently today. Yes. I mean, so we no were, movies, no we TV shows. We were, we were going to talk no about books. single all the way. Yeah, but we decided maybe we'll save it for next Christmas. Yeah, you know what? If you want to, if if you can't wait and you want to know, it's watch it. It's worth yeah. it. That's I all I will say. say. I, really quick, what I will say about the movie is, you and I have both seen it twice. Yes. at separate points. One of your views, you loved it. One of your views, you hated it. Same with me. One view, I watched it, and I was like, mm, this isn't bad. The next time I watched it, I was like, mm, this is shittier than I remember it. So we'll watch it again next year for a third time, and then we'll talk about it and be like, listen, I was just in a crabby mood last year, and apparently it was a good movie. Or I will say, I'm not watching this a fourth time. This movie was shit. <laughs> but we'll see. So stay tuned yeah, we'll for see. next year. As of right now, it's worth it. Yeah, I mean, you got Jennifer Coolidge in it. Come there's, on. I mean, if you can, just watch the Jennifer Coolidge parts because that is she is magnificent in the movie. I thought you would have liked it more this time, having watched several Hallmark movies, because then then you get to the formula of it, and you're like, okay, yeah. I get it. My biggest complaint with it, and we'll talk about this next year. <laughs> my biggest complaint of it is next year you're gonna love it. So you're everyone not gonna say this. seems, um. Like, everybody seems really excited to be in the movie, and there's just this antsiness with some of the characters of a little too excitement. I I need you to pull it back and be an actor. (laughs) I need you to be in the scene. You just seem so excited to be in a Netflix movie right now. Um, And there was a couple actors that way that were just pulling me out. But also, and I mentioned this, 
I was in a shitty mood watching the movie. I don't remember what happened that day. I was just not feeling. I wasn't feeling well. Somebody pissed in your Cheerios. Somebody pissed in my Cheerios. Oh, well, you can't judge a movie based on that. Eh, I, I mean, but I have had shitty days that movies picked me up. This movie did not pick me up. Like Barbie. Oh. You know, I rewatched Barbie. It's on Max. And I ain't gonna lie, I enjoyed it more the second time. I didn't really. I didn't dislike it the first time, but I enjoyed it more the second time. I enjoyed it. I think it's got a great message, but I just don't understand the award hype behind it. Oh. That is non-existent to me. You are gonna want to not watch any awards shows this season because right. it's gonna be a Barmanheimer carried right through the award seasons. Both of those. I also are- enjoyed Oppenheimer, but I don't see. I don't see how the the lead in that is the stellar the like it's it's the this deserves this i've seen shows where people put on incredible performances yeah uh, better than that i thought so yeah but that's what it, that's why they vote right yeah that's a ever it's art it's objective that's why they ask those people in the in the industry they don't ask me and why is it so political barbenheimer the award season oh everything is these days <laughs> eggnog ain't <laughs> When you throw some uh, Southern Comfort in, it is. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess I shouldn't have done that. (laughs) All right. So we decided to do something different. Yes. And, well, we 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 talk a little bit about George Santos. George Santos. Like at the beginning of this podcast. Like not this particular episode, but in the earlier episodes. Yeah. We would cover him from time to time. But he did an interview. Yes. Um, that's about 17 minutes yeah, plus, about 17, plus a little bit. Minutes. Yeah, almost 18 minutes. Um, with Z-Way. Yes. Um, and now, I don't know who Z-Way is. I am not an internet person. So. Yeah. Z-Way um, is a Think Daily show. Uh, it's a satirical kind of um, interviews. Um, she is more most well-known for social media. Um, she's got clips that go viral on TikTok and Instagram all the time. Um, but she had uh, a show on Showtime for two seasons. It just got canceled last se- uh, last year, I think. Um, where it's this kind of she sits down and does interviews with celebrities, um, and uh, it's um, it's hilarious to me. I find her hilarious. What was her show? It was called uh, uh, Z Way on Showtime. <laughs> she did it HBO? for two seasons. Uh, no, uh, Showtime. Z Way on Showtime. And uh, so she, it's the same kind of thing. She sits down and she does these funny satirical um, uh, interviews, and they're hilarious. There's one she does. My favorite is with Chet Hanks, um, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson's son, who does the Jamaican accent. And uh, in the interview, they're doing it. He's doing it with his shirt off, and they're on yoga balls. And... Um, he was starting a rap career and he tells her that he's giving up his rap career to become a country music singer. And he starts singing country music to her and he doesn't have a bad voice. Um, but then he just starts going off the rails and saying some weird stuff. And she's just like looking around cause he's laughing at his own jokes. And she's just like, that looked like she did in the George Santos interview where she looks off to her producers. Like mm-hmm. what the hell is he doing? Um, but it's hilarious. I love her. I think she's hilarious. But after George Santos got booted from Congress, she tweeted out, let's sit down for a one-on-one. And he replied back, let's do it. And they did it. And uh, earlier this week. How many um, kids do the Hanks have, by the way? Two, three? Two that I'm aware of. Oh, I guess three. Yeah, Elizabeth Ann Hanks. And then, uh, well, Colin Hanks is not Rita Wilson's. Colin is from 
um, Tom Hanks' first marriage. Oh. But I believe they have two kids, Rita Wilson and Tom Hanks, together. But don't quote me on that. Maybe he has three. Well, this doesn't list. Oh, Truman Hanks. Okay, so they have to well, have where's three. where's the other one? He's a, who's Jim Hanks? Jim oh Hanks? I think that's Look his brother. Look at those lips. I think that's his brother. And his, I don't know if you know this, but his brother, like when you buy a Toy Story toy with Woody's voice on it, it's actually Tom Hanks' brother. It's not Tom Hanks' voice. Really? He did the voices for all the toys. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Uh, Jim Hanks. Yeah, that's his, that's his brother. All right. Good for him. Anyway, so um, uh, she sat down uh, with George Santos um, earlier this week. Uh, and by earlier, I mean record the week that we're recording in. Uh, it posted up on December 18th. It currently has a little over 1.2 million views. It is her most watched video that I could find on her TikTok or her YouTube. Um, on TikTok, the, the clips of it have over 5 million views. And it is off the rails, um, this interview. It is, you know, I will tell you that I was I was uh, working with Bubba on something, and we're sitting in my office, and all we hear it's like that cartoon dog laugh. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and and that's my try to keep quiet. Laugh. We hear that coming from from your office, and after like five minutes, I finally I was like, "What is so funny? <laughs> I want to know." And so I saw you were watching this interview, and yes. we decided, you know what, we should talk about this. Yes. And uh, in the beginning of the interview, she calls it, uh, as she said, when she's uh, introducing the interview, um, she says it's one jokester and a national joke sitting across from each other in a bombshell interview, which I think pretty much clears up this entire interview. Um, yeah. And so, like, right off the bat, right, that they show... Is it? Do they? Do they make? They make mention of the fact that no politicians were paid. Yes, that's, that's the how they open thing. it. They open no politicians were paid for this interview, and then it goes to the next screen. It says, "But George Santos asked," and then it goes to the next screen three times. <laughs> Which I don't know if that's just a joke for the interview or if he actually did. But it seems like the the the, the fact that you don't know if it's a joke or he actually asked three times to be paid for this interview, I think says a lot about George Santos. I have no factual knowledge to back this up, but I feel like most people who you might describe as train wrecks, <laughs> man, dirtbags, yeah, <laughs> would ask for money. Oh like, yeah, like okay, so let's just say that you're going to do an interview with the Cash Me Outside girl. She's probably going to ask you oh, for money. I don't know if you've kept up on her career, but she don't need the money. She is one of the highest paid uh, OnlyFans girls out there. Really? She makes like $6 million a year or something. On OnlyFans? On OnlyFans. Does she do the OnlyFans stuff or does she just sit there and yell at you? I'm gay. I don't I don't watch it, <laughs> but I'm subscribe? sure that she does. No, I'm sure she's naked in it. I mean, who's going to subscribe to an OnlyFans if you're not naked in it? Well, I guess someone caught her inside mm. <laughs> anyway back to our interview <laughs> not what i meant so um i don't know how you want to do it, if you want to run through the whole interview or just hits the highlight hits the highlights i made a bunch of notes yeah but you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna let you start because i don't okay. want i mean the only thing more disgusting in my mind than eggnog is warm eggnog so i'm gonna put this in the fridge gotcha so you entertain and i'll be right back with you okay so the first thing um when i was doing the <laughs> laughing uh the the lamaz breathing laughing um, is early in the interview, um, uh, she mentions that uh, a comment he had made comparing himself to Rosa Parks. And oh my God. From, from that, she says, because he goes, I would never say that I am like Rosa Parks because she's a legend and an icon. And she goes, I'm going to give you some other 
icons and you tell me your thoughts on this. And this was killing me because as a gay man that he professes to be, the people he does not know from our history was blowing my mind. So the first one that she says, Marsha P. Johnson. And he, you can tell he has no idea who she is, but he's playing it off like she- Oh, she's great. Yeah, she's great. She's all the things that she did. And she goes, what do you mean? And he goes, all of, all of the things that she did were wonderful. She was a wonderful person. And- uh, I, have, see, I wrote down exactly what he said. Oh, yeah, say it. Say it. He said- all the stances, all the work. Yeah. Um, so if you've seen the uh, the Jennifer Lawrence um, Hot Ones video that she did where she eats the chicken wings, and at the end when he's shaking the bottle and she's like, what do you mean? What does that mean? What do you mean? <laughs> that is how Z-Way sounded when he's answering like this. And she's like, what do you mean by that? And he's like, move on. Move yeah. on. I know who she is. Move on. And she's like, fine. So then she goes, James Baldwin. And I think at this point he realized he's not going to know any of these people. So he's just like, I don't know who that is. So she goes, okay, Harvey Milk. And he's like, I don't know who that is. Now that, you're a politician. You don't know who Harvey no. Milk is? No. Yeah. Um, so then she's like, obviously you don't know shit from, uh, before 2015 or 2020 or yeah, 2020. So she goes, Bo and Yang doing an impression of you. And then he's like, he deserves an EGOT. Of course, you know what an EGOT is. You have no clue who James Baldwin, Harvey Milk or Marsha P. Johnson are, but you know what a a damn EGOT is. I'm going to tell you something. I do enjoy Bo and Yang, but as far as what I know about him right now, he is not EGOT material. Oh, no. Did you hear that? Um, Lock down your Emmy and then we'll talk. Did you- <laughs> He's been nominated. He ain't won yet. Did you hear that um, Ben Platt could be up for an EGOT again? Um, he, well, he, he probably will get a nomination. But yes, he is probably going to, just like Lin-Manuel Miranda, have the opportunity. He's not going to win. Um, What's going to win? Uh, El- um, Elon Musk. Ah. Uh, Billie Eilish's Barbie song. Um, which is you just there are certain categories every every year that you don't even need to have them in the show because you already know who's going to win and that one her song's already favored to Did win. You know everything. Billie Eilish came out the other day. Yes, like inadvertently, like just said, "Oh yeah, my girlfriend," and then goes, "Oh, I guess I just came out." She said that in uh, uh was it Variety? Yeah, yeah, I a think Variety, Variety interview, and then she went to um the launch party, I guess, for the mat that issue. And one of the interviewers with Variety on the red carpet asked her about that. And then she like plays off. She's like, yeah. <laughs> and then tweeted about how it was so evasive or uh, intrusive for her to ask her that question and drag her out. And I'm like, girl, you came out in print in the interview. What do you mean she dragged it out of right. you? And then I hear that she th- that she said <laughs> something about how she thought everybody knew. <laughs> She's like, I just thought everybody knew. But also, like, you know, I don't know. You're just, it's celebrate it, girl. Yeah. Say it. Don't, it's not invasive. I mean, if I'm somebody not... asked, if, if somebody asked Tom Hanks, how's your wife? That's not invasive. Yeah. I mean, I am. Um, Everybody has their own journey, though. Have your own journey. But yeah, I mean, it just would be nice if it's like, yeah, I'm out. I'll talk about it. I'll celebrate it. So I'll normalize it for people who think it's not normal for them. Yeah. Um, but anyway, good for yeah, you, so good for you, Billy. Good for you. Just, uh, just you know, maybe now that it's all out, write a song that's happy. Yeah, just saying. 
Or, you know what? They keep giving her Grammys and Oscars. Keep writing what you're writing. I guess. I just thought, you know, <clears throat> even on the Saturday Night Live performance when it was like, have yourself a merry little Christmas, mm-hmm. it was the saddest version. It was very- It was like, all I want to do is, 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 you know- I call them dirty bathtub songs. I loved it. I mean, it's good, but it's depressing, and it's everything's dirty bathtub. I was. I'm not like anti Billie Eilish, but I was not like a. I wasn't like a big Billie Eilish fan. Seeing her on SNL made me a fan. I really enjoyed her. Seeing her on SNL, I won't say what one way or the other how I feel about it, um, but it confirmed my feelings. Oh, all right. So I um, say, if you're watching the video and you see my eye roll, you might know which way that goes. Um, it's you know what? It's all subjective. Yeah. I, I listen to Air Supply. I got nothing to say about anybody else. Um, but speaking of musicians, her next one that she she asked him about was Nicki Minaj, um, which he replies. Can I just say one real yeah. quick that I was like, oh, it's okay. I listen to Air Supply. It's a big deal. Like I don't have any good taste in music. And then immediately my brain went to um, a like an episode of John Oliver where he would go, and now this. Rick Todd wants everybody to know he listens to Air Supply. <laughs> and then he just takes a clip from every episode where I'm like, hey, what do I know? I listen to Air Supply. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, there you go, John Oliver. You can have it. Um, so, yeah. So then they rap back and forth. She throws out a lyric. He throws it out. They have a, a gay moment. Um, and uh, so then they start calling each other. And she's like, you're an icon. And he's like, no, you're an icon. And then they go back and forth. And then she's like, you con. <laughs> <laughs> she keeps trying to get him to say icon yeah and then finally he does when and talking then, about donald trump and then she plays it real slow and he's like icon <laughs> um so then they go to another list because first she starts saying name um name names because he's saying everybody in the in congress oh, everyone is in congress is, is corrupt yeah he says everybody's corrupt and if they were put to the scrutiny that he was put through they'd all be in jail yeah so he won't name names. So she goes, I will name some names and you just say yes or no. Um, his no's are absolute yeses, um, which just speaks to how slimy he is. But she mentions uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates, And he's like, no, they're good. And it's like, mm, come on, show me your friends and I'll tell you who you are, George Santos. He went on a rant, though, about one guy not being able to pay his rent. And that kind of made me that laugh. That was uh, Congressman Dan Goldman, who um, I don't know the backstory of that. I don't know much about him. I know he's a congressman. I know he's a Democrat. Uh, but yeah, he went on a rant, rant about him not being able to pay his rent, um, called Bob Menendez, Gold Bar Menendez, which in his defense he is. <laughs> um. He does not like Lindsey Graham, and he does not like Kevin McCarthy. But who does? Why do you think he doesn't like Lindsey Graham? Probably because he rejected him. <laughs> Lindsey rejected Santos? Or yeah, Santa, or I'm sure. Santos rejected Lindsey. Santos probably got into town and was like, mm, I hear I got I to gotta, uh, kiss the ring of the queen gay. So he went to Graham's office. Do you think it's Graham or George Santos in that Senate video? Have they found out who mm. the top of the Senate video First is? First of all, no way. Because there would be a much larger gut. Um, mm. but, uh, yeah, for those who don't know, um, Google Senate hearing video on X, formerly known as Twitter and, uh, check out that video. Um, uh, there's a little bit of a porno video on there that was shot in the Senate hearing room. <coughs> got, got a little got me up of that. Up. Merry Christmas. Um, so what else, what else did they I talk have, about? I just wanted to point out in the yeah. very beginning. 
before the interview starts, she comes in to say hi to him. And he's like, can I talk to you for a minute? And they caught this on camera. And he goes into another room. And he's like, is this mic hot? And he goes, oh, whatever. I'll just say it. And he goes, can we be mindful of the DOJ stuff? <laughs> she says, what DOJ stuff? <laughs> so then later, she says um, to him, oh, what did I write? Because it made me laugh so hard. She's like, what are you most excited about in going to prison? <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, she just, the, the whole interview is just filled with her trying to get him to basically, uh, admit to being a criminal, um, and to, to say that he's going to prison. Did you catch the part where they're talking about politicians and, or he's going to run maybe as an independent one day Yeah, and she goes like Jill Stein and he's like, no, Jill Stein's a Russian asset. That um, that's what Hillary Clinton said, and that's the one thing I believe her on. And then she's like, "Who are you an asset of?" Yeah, and he goes, and he's- "I'm an asset to no one." <laughs> and they, they put a headline under it that says, "George Santos, I am an asset to no one." Like, why? It's he's like, probably thinking like, "Oh, I'm a good sport. This was fun," and he just looked like a doof. Um, there was another one in there because I didn't know what this meant. Um, and, uh, he oh, said, up too. slay the boots de- house, slay the boots house down. Um, and she's like, that does, what does that mean? And he said, um, it's, uh, conquering everything. And she's like, that's not what it means. Yeah. It's like, or like burn the house down kind of a thing. I think is what he was going for. Like you're yeah. going to go into something and you're going to tear it down and rebuild it. That's not what it is. No. Um, according to the internet. Uh, it is uh, used to express admiration or excitement. It's typically used to describe a performance or an outfit on Drag Race that is particularly impressive or impactful. It's a way of acknowledging someone's exceptional talent or style. Also, it's not slay the boots house down. It's boots the house down. <laughs> right. And it's sort of, it comes from the whole like, um, I forget what they call it, but the Paris is burning kind of yeah. house of, <clears throat> I forget, what do they call that? There's a what, style of like the oh ballroom yeah 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 um I do like that or like, not I like this she asked him this question because you know you carry that baby around oh my god and they yeah. said is that yours and he goes not yet like what like you're you're stealing it yeah and it's gonna be yours but she's she then asked him excuse we shouldn't we shouldn't drink um she said would you rather have a gay son a thought daughter. <laughs> Or a pathological liar. I thought that was hilarious because he's like, uh. then he started getting annoyed with her. Yeah, um, he does this stupid thing. He first of all, I don't, I don't want to make this about judging someone's appearance because it's all about his his character and it sucks. He's a horrible person. That being said, he looks like a muppet, and every time he would turn his head to the side, it looked like someone had their hand up his ass, and they were adjusting his head like you do a muppet on Sesame Street. Um, and it was driving me nuts. I wish I would have just focused on her and just cut to him when he was talking. Cause I am surprised that you wanted to talk about this so that you liked it because I know how you get uncomfortable when things look uncomfortable. And like in the first, I feel like in the first 15, 20 seconds of this, it was just them staring at each other. I'm fine with it. If I'm not involved, Okay. I don't like uncomfortable. Like when we're in the car and then you've got someone on the, you're talking to somebody on the phone and you're both just quiet, not talking. And I'm in that situation i can't handle it you know what he reminds me of i i I feel like you're a part of this okay sure maybe let's just go uh i'm not gonna say any names i'm not gonna say like who 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 i'm thinking about but exactly but 
but in, in, in watermark meetings, mm-hmm. right before they would start, like our staff meetings, sometimes people would be in there and they would want to make a joke or, you know, just be funny before the meeting started and it wouldn't come across that well and it would get super uncomfortable. And this whole interview, George Santos is like that. And I know that we all have a friend like this, especially gay people all have a friend who thinks they're being funny and they just come out crass and crude and and it's like that 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 whole like I'm gonna read you I'm gonna I'm gonna tear you down because I'm cool and you're just not mm-hmm. no the whole interview was like that for me um, the other thing that um, I highlighted on here that I thought was hilarious um, that d- he did himself no favors is um, she asked him to define empathy. And he had no clue what the word meant, which doesn't surprise me. But just like everything else in this interview, he claims to know it, but won't answer it. He said he actually said, I can't define it, but I feel like I have it. How do you know that you have yeah. it if you can't If you don't know it? what it is, then you don't know if you have it. I'll tell you right now, you don't have it. <laughs> it's not difficult. No. To, to like, I feel like I have empathy towards people. Well, what does that mean to you? Yeah. It's got to mean something if you feel like you have it. Yeah. For those, uh, if George Santos is is listening, um, empathy is basically putting yourself in the other person's shoes. So Ooh, ask like, yourself if if you do that. I like that she called him a messy bitch who lives for drama. Yes, because he is. I also love the fact that um, um, they were talking about oh Tinkerbell, and she says like Tinkerbell, um, if, uh, if if you stop clapping, Tinkerbell dies. Oh. <laughs> and she said, if we stop clapping, will you go away? And he said, no. And she says, how do we make you go away? And he says, stop inviting me to your gigs. And I hope that is the lesson everyone takes away from this interview. Do not invite him to places. Don't ask him to be on your shows. Don't ask him. Don't talk about him after this. <laughs> well, this was her number one Yeah, watch video. They're going to ask him. They mm. want the ratings. And that's the, I mean, she even said, like, yeah, that's right. The moral is don't ask him. But she did, and she got the ratings. Somebody else will, because I want the ratings. Yeah. So they're going to cash in on him. So I think um, it's stupid. Like, his, I'm glad he's out of Congress. Yeah. Because it was, how are you going to, how would you bring peace to the Middle East? And he said, oh, it's simple. Eradicate terrorists. Yeah. Oh, that's easy. Just do it. Okay. Yeah. Um, she made a comment because when he explained that and she says, so your way to peace through peace is with war. And he's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cause that makes sense. The, um, when you were, you were about to talk about his clothes, one of the funniest things that, that, mm. that she said was how many, how many stolen credit cards did you use to pay for that outfit? And then she asked him, what is a criminal dress like? And he said, blue blazers and a white shirt. And then she put up a dozen photos or half a dozen photos of him wearing blue blazers and a and, and a white shirt. Yeah. Oh, that's what excites you most about going to prison? That made me laugh so hard. Oh, and then at the end, when when he's he's signing the book and he says, "Where's the signature?" and she's like, "What do you need? What do you, what do you want my signature?" <laughs> that was hilarious. I she had somebody else sign her sign yeah. her name on it. That cracked me up. That was really funny. She was funny. Yeah, I love her. I think she's hilarious. Um, I. Uh, I'm very sad that her show has been canceled off of Showtime, but uh, she's all over TikTok and she's uh, on Instagram or um, YouTube. So uh, check her out. Check this interview out. Oh, and, and he's writing a book, apparently. So yeah, maybe we'll cover it. the book. Mm. Let's cover her book. <laughs> I mean, why would you read a book 
that you don't like you can't you won't know what's what's real yeah, or what's you know a, what's it's gonna fiction. be a lie yeah mm. anyway i i assume there is no rotten tomato score on this interview <laughs> i would i didn't even look it up i mean i'll tell you what it was um well i mean if you're if you're if you're judging him it was a zero yeah um so yeah so check that out uh the other thing that we're going to talk about our new issue came out uh today if you're listening on monday it came out a few days ago um, and it was our annual year in review. And one thing, oop, the readers are coming out. Um, one thing that we do every year, um, it's our queer A through Z pop culture review of the year where we take, uh, 26 things. We alphabetize them. Um, uh, we pick one for each letter, um, of some sort of, um, impactful or fun thing that happened in pop culture. And we put a little list Mostly out. fun. Do we ever pick something that's like negative? Yeah, I think there's a couple of negatives in here. I mean, I say Wayne Brady's name. I mean, so. Le- oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, with Leslie Jordan died this oh, year. Yeah, he yeah. represents. He's in representing the list. So yeah, they're so they're go, not all good. Let's go through the list. But let's go through the list before A through we, Z. Before we go through the list, really quick, um, because obviously, uh, more than twenty six things happen in a year, and a lot of them are doubled up letters. So some things get left off. I do want to give five quick shout outs to honorable mentions that did not make the list, but almost did. Um, the first one, Dixon Dallas, who oh, yes. is um, uh, the gay uh, country uh, singer persona of Jake Hill, who's a rapper singer. Um, and he put out six uh, singles this year, country singles that were all, um, as the kids say, slap, slap hard. Um, and they're all fantastic. Um, I also want to give a shout out to Troy Savon's Dancing. In Get Me Started, which was parodied on SNL with uh, Timothy Chalamet. Oh, right. Um, love the dance. Speaking of dance, Megan's doll dancing happened at the beginning of this year. The the movie Megan. Oh yeah. Um, the little gay da- the gays went crazy for the dancing. Um, two the last two. Megan was the beginning of this year. Yeah, it was January. Oh, um, have you watched the movie May December yet on Netflix? No. <clears throat> you need to. It's directed by um, Todd Hayes, who's an openly gay uh, film director. <clears throat> Charles Melton, who's uh, the guy in it, um, has a sex scene, and uh, you see his penis. Um, it's an erect penis, and it's an impressive erect penis. And then I found out later, uh, well, we all did when he did an interview, it's a prosthetic. Mm. Mm. But it is a fascinating scene. You should really check it out. Um, and then um, Tyler Childers, staying with the country music, um, In Your Love music video came out this year um, and it featured two gay coal miners who are in love um, and it starred uh, the music video had Colton Hayes and James Scully in it oh, wow. and it is an amazing if you haven't heard the song or checked out the video um, the video is absolutely amazing we should post the video we should and we will and I did oh no did? I will oh I was like what <laughs> I should follow us uh, you, you should, should everyone, should, everyone follow should follow us. us give us follow on Facebook and give Instagram us a like. And I'm going to throw uh, several of the things we talk about. I'll even put a link up to the Santos uh, Z-Way interview. If I find something that I think should have been listed, then I'll, I'll let you yeah, know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's start uh, at the very beginning. It's, it's a, a very, very good, good place, place to start. start. Um, a, Annette Benning. Uh, I was A, Annette, a? Oh. Annette <laughs> Benning. Um, yeah, so she killed it. Mm-hmm. She was great in Nyad. She, yeah, she starred in Nyad. Um, something else that got her on the list is she got an award from Glesson this year. And in her acceptance speech, talked about her trans kid um, and how she's going to be fighting for them. And 
um, that people need to start standing up for for trans rights, particularly trans youth rights. Um, so uh, made it well known that she is an ally of the community. Um, I have loved her ever since um, an American president. Oh, yeah. She was in, um, I don't know if this was before or after that, but she was in Bugsy. Yeah, that's where her and Warren Beatty met uh, doing Bugsy. Uh, Early 90s movie about Bugsy Siegel. I I love that movie. Wait, I was thinking like Dick Tracy. Oh, no, it's Dick Tracy. That's the comic book one. (laughs) Bugsy is the real life one. Um, B. B is for Bottoms. Ah, uh, yeah. Bottoms came out this Great year. Great movie. Uh, hilarious. Loved it. Um, Ao, who's um, one of the stars in it, is also in this year's uh, or in the C- C- FX series The Bear. Uh, she just got a Golden Globe nomination. Oh the other wow! Day. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Everyone who has a hard time dealing with something should start a Fight Club. Yeah. All the answers. Will Absolutely. Come. I want to start a Fight Club. Let's start one right now. Right now. <laughs> uh, C is for uh, Shay Flores or Che Flores. I'm not sure how that's pronounced. Oh, I forgot to say that I thought A should have been Air Supply. Of course you so do. we'll move on. Um, uh, <laughs> they played it at Epcot. Che Flores uh, be- is, became the NBA's first out non-binary trans referee uh, and also is the first of any U.S. pro tor- sports team league uh, referee to come out. Uh, and they did so uh, coming out in an interview with GQ. Huh. Yeah, so good for you. Congratulations. My favorite on this list, which is why Dixon Dallas didn't make the list, uh, mm. D for DeBose. Ariana DeBose earlier oh, this God, year song. broke the internet uh, by telling us that Angela Bassett did the thing. <laughs> Viola Davis is our woman king. Did we ever figure out what the thing was? No. However... Uh, shortly after that, Angela Bassett did win the Critics' Choice for Best Supporting Actress, so maybe that was oh, the she thing. she did the thing. She did that thing. Um, I just immediately assumed that it was What's Love Got to Do With It. She did do so that thing. good. She did do that I, thing. I'm a huge fan of um, Ariana DeBose. I love her. She's so talented. She so can sing. Amazing. Amazing. She also, um, for those who didn't see it, Go out and see it. It's a good. It's a very cute movie. But Disney's latest wish. She uh, is the voice of the, uh, the 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 wish. lead in it. The wish. Well, no, the wish is the star. She's the oh. the princess lady. The the main oh, really? female lead. She's is the, it good? I liked it. Yeah, I'm surprised you saw it. Um, I if you read my column, the first thing oh, on that's my list right. is I I have embraced my Disney gayness. Congratulations. Welcome to the family. Thank you. <laughs> I'm. We're my going lug- Saturday. My if luggage you would like is in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, it's a, you you don't get that until fi- your five year mark. Um E is for Everybody, which is a documentary that was released this year by Focus Feature, uh, which uh focused on the lives of three intersex people, um, which is a uh, a group uh in the community who does not get a lot of attention. Um so Did uh, you see that? I did. It's actually on I think it's on Peacock. It's on one of the streaming services. I gotta look which one. Um, but a very good documentary. I really like documentaries, and I thought this was a really good one. Um, F is for Fraser, Brendan Fraser, um, who won an Oscar for playing me. <laughs> uh, he played uh, he Charlie. Was, he was Taft? He was. Oh, my Aww. God. He would be a perfect Taft. <laughs> um, he'd have to put the weight back on, though. 
Um, uh, he played Charlie, the gay obese man trying to reconcile with his teenage daughter in the film The Whale. We talked about him last week, um, but I, I will say it again. Yeah. He's just one of them. Even though he won an Oscar, he's just so underrated by the public. Absolutely. I think. And, and I really hope that he just does more things. Yeah. And, and I wish all the good things for him. All the good things. All the good things. Um, also, that same Academy Awards uh, was the uh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once sweep, which also had LGBTQ themes in it. Um, G is for Grammys. Kim Petras won, uh, made history. She was the first openly trans person to win a Grammy. Um, her and Sam Smith won Best Pop Duo Group Performance for their collaboration on the hit song Unholy. I don't, um, I don't watch the Grammys much anymore. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so remember when I was talking last week about that game, like you're old if. Yeah. You're old. One of the things was you're old if you watch music award show and say, I don't know who any of these people are. <laughs> I'm old. Well, how you avoid that is you just don't watch it. So then right. you don't know who's on it. Um, but that is also the one which, excuse me, Sam Smith and Ken Petras performed and was introduced by Madonna who had just recently had uh, surgery and was all swelled up and Twitter lost their shit about what did she do to her face. Don't worry. I checked in. Her swelling went down and she looks wonderful. So yeah. leave her alone. Congratulations. Um, H is for Heartstopper. I know this is a big one for you. I like the show too, but you really like this. Show. I really like this show. Um, Although I will say this about it. It's okay. If it doesn't show up every third thing in my Facebook feed. Yes. I would, I would be okay with that. Yeah. Listen, Facebook, we like things, but you don't have to remind us. That being said, I'm Kit, perfectly fine. Kit Connor, great actor, great show he's in. Yeah. I don't need to know everywhere he goes. That being said, Facebook, keep letting me know what the red, white, and royal blue guys are up to. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully. Well, now that you've said it out loud, my, <laughs> my effing laptop's in yes. the room. It's going to be back in, but. Um, I is for Izzard, Eddie Izzard. Um, it was announced this year that Eddie Izzard is going back to Broadway in 2024 to do a one-person staging of Hamlet. They are going to play every part in Hamlet, just them. Um, it is being produced by his brother, or their brother, um, and uh, it will just be Eddie Izzard on stage. You know, um, you know, I'm a huge fan of Broadway, and mm -hmm. I, I so badly wanted to get back there and see a bunch of shows, like Merrily, Merrily We Roll Along with... Um, Harry Potter. Yeah. And um, and Jonathan Groff. Yep. Uh, and all that. And I, I missed Leah Michelle in Funny Girl, which mm -hmm. made me very sad. I would love to have seen that. You could tell me that you're going to take me to New York and that Leah Michelle is going to come back and play Funny Girl for an audience of me and my best friends in the third row. And But the only thing I'd have to do is to go see this show. This this one person production of Hamlet, mm -hmm. and I'd pass. Ah, <laughs> not where I thought that was going. <laughs> um, I mean, like how much? Okay, first of all, it's like Shakespeare mm -hmm. is is an investment. Yes, it is. It's a, you got to invest into that, and you got to hope that whoever's doing it is doing it in a way that you can understand the language. Yeah, right. Um, which a lot of times they don't when they talk in the. And, the, and the, they did that weird fake, um, what's that fake language, that, or fake accent that doesn't really exist, but people who do oh, dragon shows have to do it? North Atlantic? Yeah, something weird. Yeah, something. 
So, but but then it's really it's an investment to watch a show where one person plays multiple characters. So yeah. if you're gonna do that and it's gonna be Shakespeare, I will say a few years ago, um, Eddie Izzard did do Charles Dickens' Great Expectations as a one person show, and got rave reviews. So I'm not saying that it won't suck. I'm just saying that he I would has rather, a track record. I'm gonna tell you what I would go to Great Expectations. Yeah, and watch that. More of a Dickens fan, are you? <laughs> Well, I mean, I just I feel like that's the one with Miss Havisham, right? And that that old lady in the wedding dress that lived a yes, miserable life. I believe that so. I think is now a resident at the haunted mansion at Disney. Oh, <laughs> you know, there's a there's a. Have you been on the haunted mansion at Disney? Uh, many years. There's like ago. a ghost at a wedding dress with a knife. And oh, I just, every time I see it, I'm like, <gasps> oh, oh, she's in Ms. the movie. There's Miss Havisham. She's in the movie. Um, but I would I would rather see that I think than Hamlet. Uh, well, good for you, Eddie. Jay is for Jordan, comma Leslie. We lost mm. Leslie Jordan this year. His Instagram is that what it was? Instagram, yeah. During COVID, was Instagram and uh, TikTok. Was it was delightful. Was um, absolutely fantastic. Loved him in Will and Grace. He was in American Horror Story, Hearts of Fire in the eighties. Uh, I read in his bi- his bio- or not biography, his obituary, uh, which apparently is a sh- is a show that he was known for before doing Will and Grace. Hmm. Never seen it. Um, but uh, just on on that bandwagon, since this is the in memoriam section of our podcast, a couple of other mentions: Sinead O'Connor, we lost mm. this year. Uh, Andre Brower, who uh, played in Openly Gay, Police Chief in re- um, Oh yeah, he uh, recently, Brooklyn Nine Nine, just recently. Away. Tina Turner um, did the thing by passing away, and um, David Crosby, who's not gay, but his link to the community is for those who remember about 20 years ago, he was the sperm donor for uh, Melissa Etheridge and her wife's oh. kids. Yeah. Uh, it was, a, it oh, was right. anonymous at first, and then it came out, and they did this big cover story, uh, David Crosby gives sperm to Melissa Etheridge, which was very nice. I'd give my sperm to Melissa Etheridge. You don't want it, because it's... <laughs> K is for Knock at the Cabin, which is a movie we talked about earlier this year on this podcast. <laughs> I'm still on the last comment. I know. Sorry. Take um, time. <laughs> uh, great movie. Good movie. Loved it. Um, uh, little thing. Uh, I don't remember if we talked about it when we saw it uh, then, but um, Knock at the Cabin is what knocked Avatar out of the number one spot at the box office in its eighth week. <laughs> Seven weeks prior to that, number one. Yeah, that's like a bullfighter taking Knock- a bull down when it's been stabbed a hundred <laughs> times by other people. Knock like- at the History will will see this movie as the one that knocked yeah, you Avatar. Knocked. Yeah. Um, and I will remember this because <laughs> I don't know why these are the stupid things I remember, but uh, Titanic was number one for many, many weeks, for like 16 weeks. Do you know what movie knocked it off of number one, finally, after 16 weeks? And it was on all of their advertising? And See No Man. No. Lost in Space. Oh, <laughs> With yeah. Matt LeBlanc, LeBlanc and Gary Oldman. Do you know where Titanic is number one? In my heart. Right here. And it goes on and on and on. We'll never forget you, Jack. Do you remember when that song came out and they did the version with the uh, with the sound bites in it? Yes, it's on the second because the Titanic soundtrack went crazy. Went, was on it's on the so top of the billboards. Cheesy. They released a second soundtrack for Titanic, and that version is on that the second soundtrack. I remember like. I don't know. It was because at the very end, and as, that came on the radio, and I was like, "It's so beautiful." Celine Dion <laughs> drifts off on that last note, and Kate Winslet comes in. She's like, "I'll never let go. Never let go. Never let go. Never let go." It's awesome. so cheesy. I love, love it. it. Um, L is for Last of Us, comma the. 
um, which came out this year and my favorite show. One of, of the best hours of television ever. Amazing. Couple um, of uh, queer relationships on there. Um, Ellie and Riley and Bill and Frank. Bill and Frank. I'll tell you what. It was so delightful. I can't, what a great episode. I can't tell you the number of times I watched that episode. It's got to be up near 30 or 40, just that specific episode. Um, the episode, because the Primetime Emmy Awards are coming up next month, um, that particular episode was nominated for Best Writing and Best Directing, um, and everyone involved is nominated. Both the guys are nominated for Best Guest Appearance. Oh, great. Um, Pedro Pascal is nominated for Best Actor. Bella Ramsey nominated for Best, uh, Best Actress. So it's got a shit ton of nominations. When's that come back? Do they say? We don't know. <sighs> they haven't even started. Oh, because of that yet. strike. That strike pushed everything back. We're hoping 2025, but I think House of Dragon, the second season, is coming out summer 2024. So they're trying. I think they're going to alternate them. Mm. So probably summer 2025, maybe hopefully January. That's not. You know what? HBO doesn't need a writer strike and an actor strike to to make them not put something out for two years. Yeah, they just they do it all. They the do time. it all the time. Um, M is for Megan Raponi. I'm sure I said that correct. Um, the uh, lesbian soccer player uh, retired uh, this year, two-time world champ, cup champ. Um, I did put a note here because she got so much attention. Allie Krieger also retired this year, a lesbian <laughs> who is a championship soccer player, um, or football, as they say in other countries. Um, Megan really pissed off Trump, so yeah, good for her. That's why she gets all the attention. Um uh, N is for Noah Schnapp, who is Will in uh, Stranger oh, Things. Yeah. Welcome he, to the family. He came out on TikTok, even though everyone suspected he was gay anyway because his character be, was gay. It's got to be tough. You know, it's tough enough, I think, to grow up. You know, like I think I watch Modern Family a, a lot lately. Yeah. And I think about like those kids who grew up, like especially like Alex, who like really filled out. Like she really filled out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it must be hard to just go through. It's hard to go through that in life, but to go through it publicly. Yeah. Is one On thing. top of that, you're going through it with social media. Like right. child stars back in the 70s, 80s, 90s, you you know, you were in the tabloids and shit. But plus this kid is going through it dressed as a nerd from the 80s mm-hmm. and they they won't let him change his hair. He has this terrible haircut. I... And he's like, I just want to be hip and gay. Uh, just let let the kid cut his hair. Right. Um, o is for outed. Um, mm, I am not a big, not a good thing. I am not a, a big UCF or uh, UFC and MMA fighter uh, fan, but um, Jeff Molina, uh, who goes by El Jefe um, in the octagon, is what they call it in MMA fighting, um, was outed as, as bisexual after someone shared a video of him being intimate with another man. I have not seen this I was video. Like, did you see the video? But I have seen pictures of Jeff Molina, and I wouldn't mind seeing the video. I don't like that outing thing. I don't either. I mean, I get, like, I guess, you know, it's hard to say. Like, let's say if you're, if you found out Lindsey Graham was, was gay and had a sex <sighs> video of him, wouldn't you want to share that with people to say, because you're hurting our community, but you are part that of it. So then you kind of want to. but. El Jefe, as bad. I far as I know, was not anti LGBT, right. so that sucks for him. I, but, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, you shouldn't if, out people. If Lindsey Graham or Matt Gates or a sex tape with both of them going at it together happens to be out there, and you just send it to me because we're media and you want us to see it, I'll share it with people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was somebody who used to write for for Watermark that didn't believe in outing. Yeah, but. This is when Charlie Chris was a Republican who was hurting the gay community here in yeah. Florida. And they said, 
um, I will write this story if you yeah. if you have proof. <laughs> I'll write the story, but and but we just don't believe in it. But sometimes you kind of you kind of got it. Yeah, this I was not a good case. For I that. don't believe in absolutes. <laughs> there is right. always a circumstance where I will out you, yeah. uh, Lindsey Graham. Um, Prime Video. This is my favorite. This is one of my favorites. Prime Video released um, Red, White, and Royal Blue this year, <laughs> and saw a huge surge in subscribers in the days following that movie, which means we're going to get a sequel. I think it's because of um, teenage uh, girls in Asia that uh, that lifted up your story and it made Absolutely. its way to people. And they Now, I will say, while I appreciate the, the teenage girls of, of uh, Taiwan and China who were sharing the hell out of my story that I did uh, interviewing Matthew Lopez, who directed the movie, the interview happened a week after the movie came out um and we talked cuz we talked about how it was successful the the first weekend was a huge success so i can't take credit for the surge in those numbers but subsequent weeks after that all me 100% um jeff you're Bezos, changing I'm waiting the world. for my check you're changing the world um q is for queer eye um for those who watched the reboot on netflix i believe they're going into their 8th season next month it will be Bobby Burke's last season. He is the interior designer and the only reason someone would want to go on Queer Eye. So I won't be watching. <laughs> uh, he's just, he's fantastic. I, I wish I could comment on it. I just don't watch it. Um, I mean, all you're going to know is that Bobby Burke is excellent at what he does and Antonio loves avocados. That's basically what you're going to get from the show. Okay. I like avocados. R is from Rustin, um, which is uh, the Netflix released Rustin, which is... Uh, the biopic starring, uh, or yeah, starring Coleman Domingo as Bayard, Bayard Rustin, the black gay civil rights activist who was the primary architect in the 1963 March on Washington. Great movie. Outstanding movie. Um, Worth every nomination it's going to get. Something you're going to see a trend with this list is Netflix went out of their way to do biopics on queer right? people in history. Uh, we've got Annette Benning who played Nyad. That was on Netflix. Uh, Coleman Domingo played Rustin. We'll be talking about Maestro in a minute um, with Bradley Cooper. Um, one thing that is uh, a little upsetting, if you keep up with uh, the Oscar uh, trends and, and the, the people who, uh, the experts who say who's going to denomination, right now they have Annette Benning and Coleman Domingo sitting outside the top five and not getting nominations, which sounds like a travesty to me. Yeah. Um, S is for Strange Way of Life, which is a, and I'm going to butcher this name, Pedro Almodorv, Almodorvar, Oscar-winning director, um, did a short film, which is probably going to get an Oscar nomination for best uh, short, um, a Spanish Western that stars Ethan Hawke and Pedro Pascal as gay cowboys. How can you watch this? Is it available? It is available on some service i will that look was, into it you almost sounded like bill cosby um it's on something i will find out where what i find please do i try to look it up i want to watch it is um the director pedro um actually um tried in the early or the mid 2000s to um to 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 be the director of Brokeback Mountain, and mm. they turned him down and gave it to Ang Lee. So this was kind of his answer to this is what Brokeback Mountain could have been possibly. 
Uh, but he really he had an idea of what he wanted Brokeback Mountain to be. He wanted to direct it. They wouldn't let him. It's you, I can't quit. Is that how it gets now? Yes. Uh, Instead of I can't quit you. Uh, T is for Tony Awards. Um, Broadway's biggest night this year uh, made history by awarding two acting trophies to non-binary people. First time Tonys have done that. Uh, to Jay Harrison Gee, who uh, won lead actor in a musical for Some Like It Hot, and Alex Newell, for those who watch uh, Glee, you know Alex from Glee, uh, won Best Supporting Actor for Shucked, which I don't know much about, but as I understand, it's a musical about corn. Both uh, extremely talented. Yes. Well-deserved. You is for Unholy. Uh, That's the Sam Smith and Kim Petras single uh, song that came out. It actually came out in 2022, but it's on this list because um, it went double platinum in March. And then a month later, the song surpassed one billion streams. On uh, on your music streaming services. Were you cheating by putting it as a Grammy and as Unholy? No, because she's the featured on there. So the oh, okay. Grammy is She Made History, and then the Unholy is It's a Sam Smith song. So okay. I want to give them both their shout out. Sure. Um, I did mention in here, though, uh, it is Sam Smith's fifth. Just kick your camera. I hope you're still on frame. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm still good. Um, I'm still looking like Rush Limbaugh. Um <laughs> This was Sam Smith's fifth number one or song that went uh, over a billion. This was uh, Kim Petras' first. Uh, v is for the Venice Film Festival, where uh, Netflix's Maestro uh, premiered and got a 10-minute standing ovation from its audience. Um, you ever see a movie that that's, that's that good that you would stand and clap for 10 minutes? I haven't, but they do, it's very common with a lot of the film festivals. The Whale actually got a 10-minute standing ovation last year, and that's the video you saw of Brendan Frazier breaking down and crying in the theater. Mm. Um, but that is the Leonard if Bernstein. He, if he stood and clapped for 10 minutes, maybe he wouldn't have been in that chair. <laughs> w is for Wayne Brady. He came out as pansexual this year. Um, I would just like to say that W should be wine, why not? But congratulations, Wayne Brady. Yes. Welcome to the family. I didn't want to be self-indulgent. I, I included wine, why not on my list yes. for the desk, but yes. Um, X is for Little Nas X, which I am so happy he came out and does something every year because it's so hard to find an X to fill. <laughs> um, <laughs> next to <laughs> fill. Um, but Little Nas X had his documentary. Uh, it's called Little Nas X, Long Live Montre- Monteo. Um Montreal, uh, a documentary on his first ever tour. Uh, it premiered at the Toronto International Film Festival, and the showing was delayed 20 minutes because somebody called a bomb threat into the theater. Oh, my goodness. Um, you is for YouTuber. YouTuber Chris Tyson, who is best known for appearing in Mr. Beast videos. If you don't know Mr. Beast, he is the most followed person on YouTube. Um, came out as transgender and did an interview in July with fellow YouTuber Anthony Padilla, um, probably pronounced Padilla. I probably butchered that name. Uh, for those who, from the early days of um, uh, of YouTube, he was a part of the duo, and I, the name of the videos escaped me, um, but they were a little comedy duo, and they used to do little comedy, comedy videos. He does interviews now on YouTube. And then Z, um, Z-Way. Z-Way. Z-Way, wrapped up the Full year. Full circle right there. Full circle. Started with Z-Way, ended um, with Z-Way. So that is our A through Z-Way. And uh, with a couple of shout outs to uh, some honorable mentions, but it, quite a year, quite a year. Very queer year. Queer year. It keeps us in business. Yeah. Um, like with the paper and with the podcast. With uh, with the TV shows and the movies that came out, um, 
some papers wrote and called it a queer renaissance. We were one of them, but it was actually <laughs> several papers said even with the strikes this year, um, there was a queer renaissance of just really good quality entertainment, lots of it. Um, and people, um, as of uh, unlike years in the past, are not shying away from queer stories and queer characters. And yeah, that keeps us in business, at least here. Yeah. That's what we talk about. So this is our last episode of the year. Yes. Aww. We started no. this year. Yeah, well, the next one's the first. Oh, that's right. So this yes, is the last that's one right. of the year. I mean, I we're technically we're gonna record the next one this year, but yes. it's the last one. We'll be recording it year. probably next Thursday again. Yeah, probably. Um, so if you're in the the or if you're in the neighborhood, stop by. We'll do a live studio audience. <laughs> you keep promising this live studio <laughs> audience thing, and I just want our listeners. No, it's not happening. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. Um, now I will say I will fight for you if you show up at the office, knock on the door, and you're hot. <laughs> I'll definitely let you come. Well, sit you know in. what we'll do is we'll record you, and then we'll somehow put it into the podcast. Yeah, we'll work it out, and we'll figure something out. Stop on by. We're gonna do a jib jab. Do not do that. Do we're not gonna do a jib jab, and we're just gonna stick your photos in there. And every time we say something funny, we're gonna cut to that jib jab of people going. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, Bill Maher did when um, COVID was happening and he wasn't. You remember how he would- Don't speak I that. know. No, I'm just kidding. This is back before I stopped watching him. <laughs> it's but okay. he would cut away to like audience like yes. audience feed. That was really funny. That was fun. I will say he does, There, he, he is funny. He reminds me of like when you have an ex. Yeah, you broke up, you don't like him, but there's still some fond memories in there. Yeah, yeah. There, there weren't, it wasn't all bad. It's true. It wasn't all good. <laughs> but it wasn't all bad. No, no. And the bad the bad was bad. Yeah. The good was good. Anyway, I don't think we know what we're doing next time, but I just want to say as we wrap up this year, thank you to our, our listeners for, yes. for being with us. This has been a long time dream of ours. Yes. Um, it is so much fun to do. I hope that you enjoy listening as much as we enjoy doing it. And um yeah, so thanks yeah. and and I'm excited about what we're gonna Absolutely. do next year. Um. Yeah. And until uh, until next year, the uh, the lid is back on the crockpot. <laughs> is that the noise it makes? <laughs> Some crockpots. <laughs>